or our friend gave it the mushrooms before we played and we just like it did not sync with us at all like i don't think we completed more than one song um in the set and like i remember having my back kind of turned to everyone the whole time and uh i like turned around like near the end of it and there's just like two people left in the in the basement and it was just awful like <laughs> you know a good place yeah thankfully it wasn't like you know a show at a venue or something like that because it just i don't know would have been devastating Welcome to the 16th episode of the Cast at Ends Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering, and this is the show where I interview bands in the Mathcore community. Merry Christmas, chat. Thought I'd bring the spirit of Christmas straight to your home through the use of twinkling lights. Unfortunately, they're not all twinkling, but I hope it warms your heart for the holidays. Uh, if you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in the chat and I will read them aloud. If you're watching us on YouTube, listening to this in your car, and wondering what the hell's going on, twinkling lights, chat, what's happening, the cast is first shown live on twitch.tv slash the cast at creation every Wednesday and Sunday. With all that out of the way, let me introduce our guests tonight who dropped their sophomore album back on November 20th. For the love of it all, welcome in Femur. How's it going, guys? Hello. Pretty Doing well. well. Hey, very well. Tell us who you are, what you do in the band. Uh, my name's Jake Lockinen. I play guitar and I do vocals in Femur. Uh, I'm Eric Nimi. I play bass. I'm Dylan Maxwell, and I try to play the drums. <laughs> uh, so you guys have been around for at least two years, right? Is it longer than two years? or? Yeah, six, yes. almost six. like six years. Now. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, give us a little history of the band. Uh, well, we started, we started jamming together in the summer of 2014. Um, in our hometown of Thunder Bay, we've got like this uh, – this like cover show that happens twice a year where like local musicians learn like the music of other bands. And then there's like a big night or actually a weekend where um, people play like cover music and stuff like that. And um, the three of us happen to be in the cover band. And we all, I think at that point kind of wanted to start a new project anyhow. Um, and it kind of just led to like the first femur jam like right after we played our sh- our set or whatever, like the following week or something. What were some of the songs you guys were covering? Oh, we were a Converge cover band. Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fucking sick. So uh, I guess you just told us one of the, the influences. Um, I know personally your new album, I some of the songs I could definitely see being on uh, the Always Open Mouth by Fear, the Mar- Fear Before the March of Flames. Um, so I would assume that'd also be an influence, but what what are some of the other influences? Uh, we could probably say like personally what we're influenced by, because I think um, it, those influences more so like have an impact on our individual playing in the band. Um, like my favorite bands are like Gaza, um, Daughters, and then this band called Mare from Toronto. Uh, they have like a huge influence on me especially like what I contribute to femur. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't speak for the other guys, but yeah. Yeah. Basically for me, um, like in terms of my playing and what, what I bring to the table, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of tool, just the aggressive picked bass sound. 
And, okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of like writing in that, I guess, style, you could call it. And then, yeah, just other kind of heavy bands similar to our, our genre. Like, I've actually gone to Botch, like, last year. Like, I never listened to them before, but they quickly became one of my favorite bands. And when we were writing um, the second album, like, um, a lot of the bass lines and their songs and the the sound just uh kind of influenced how i wrote a lot of parts on the new album yeah i think we all kind of got into them at the same time too so like um the influence was really fresh and like maybe obvious or not obvious but it was present anyhow like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all pretty late on the watch train but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah good train to be on better mm-hmm. now than never right for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what about you, Dylan? Um, well, I don't listen to a lot of heavy music usually, but I guess drumming-wise, I'm influenced by the Mars Volta a lot. All their drummers have been really uh, influential on me. So, Interesting. Well, like music. you're in a super heavy band. Like, uh, what drove yeah. you to do this kind of music? Uh, I don't know. Just these guys—they're just good players. They're just uh, they're we just hold really the hostage. <laughs> hold the hostage. Yeah. Got them in the basement. Throw them some scraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the name. Uh, where where'd you come up with? How'd you come up with femur? Is it because it's the most likely bone people are going to break in, the, in your pits? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was part of it. I think. Um, I I mean. I guess the root of it all, like Gaza has a song called Femur and I'm like, was, I really liked the band, but I was like even more obsessed beforehand. Um, the word just looked cool. And, you know, after kind of realizing that I thought it was cool, um, I kind of disassociated from that idea. And then just the thoughts that it created, like, you know, it's the strongest bone in the body and it's, uh, um, can be devastating if broken, like fatal as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just it just kind of provoked some interesting thought, um, and you know, looks cool as one word as well. Yeah, I think it's tight. Uh, the only problem is that uh, Google searches and stuff are not super kind to you. <laughs> oh yeah, they <laughs> can get gory sometimes, especially on YouTube. <laughs> I've seen some femur surgeries myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you try to like type in just femur on YouTube, for example, it's just like a bunch of like medical instructional surgery videos usually, <laughs> which yeah. is like it's entertaining, but it's uh, <laughs> not, you know we get yeah, well, pretty graphic. <laughs> well, uh, with with that uh, being said, your album cover is uh, just like a studio shot essentially. So, uh, who's fast, Eddie, and why'd y'all go with a studio shoot? <laughs> Nimi, you got this one, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, you're, are you talking about the album cover? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that picture dates back to, I think, December 2016. We had, like, a Jam Space Christmas party. <laughs> nice. and, uh, On theme for the current season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all got, like, we all got pretty... Uh, intoxicated there i was drinking brass monkeys um, <laughs> i think like i blacked out at about like 1 a.m and 
I woke up at 4 a.m. and I said, guys, let's jam. Yeah. <laughs> and we started jamming and kind of an action shot there. I think, Jake, you took it or what? No, that was Dylan. And we'd just like to point out it was not <laughs> rehearsed by any means. I think we were just like just pretty drunk. Yeah. and just Dylan kind of knocked his kid over while we were playing and, you know, just goofing around. Yeah, That's a, oh, a, a really nice ball. photo, though. Yeah, it turned out pretty cool. Um, I think it kind of like captured a lot of stuff we like and try to do in this band. Like, I don't know, could be reaching on that one. Just kind of looks cool that it's like this mid swing punch into like a drum and like Nimi's like popping the bass next to it while it's happening. And like the bass happens to be on the drum skin. Like it just kind of worked out really well. Mm -hmm. Well, it says it's taken by Fast Eddie, so uh, I guess Dylan, that's your drunk persona, or? <laughs> Actually, I, I took the photo, but Fast Eddie is our friend Josh, our dear friend. <laughs> he and he, the he, he just, uh, yeah, he just did some work to it. Yeah. Oh, I like, put it through filters and stuff. I got you. Yeah, yeah, like Fast Eddie's our like kind of honorary fourth member, if, if you will. If we. Oh yeah. It's actually Josh. Josh T will say. And we uh, we took him on the road last fall, and we we had a lot of fun. And yeah, our bond is has grown. <laughs> yeah, and he He's plays in a band with Dylan too. I'm sorry, not what? heavy. But Fast Eddie plays in a band with Dylan. Oh yeah, yeah, another, yeah. What what is it? It's called Pedestrian Lifestyle. Pedestrian Lifestyle, and uh, what, what kind of music? It's like post rock kind of stuff, more okay. ambient. Okay, yes. I can see that. Um, so Holly in the chat was saying uh, that she wants to have a 24-hour straight in, uh, straight interview where we screech about the Mars Volta. She says that she loves a variety of influences and makes for a well-rounded band. Uh, so how does that, all the influences and stuff, how does that all translate into the actual writing process? Is one person directing it? Or is, are people coming in with one thing and if it works, it works kind of thing? Or how does it work? I think it kind of happens in a couple different ways. Um, like, if I don't know if anyone's familiar with our songs, there are some that are like pretty short and just like pretty aggressive. And then we've got some more drawn out songs that have um, singing in them. We've got some more like progressive songs. I think it's just like the music and art that we like and just, you know, we come up with ideas and then try to work on them as a group. And then a lot of the time we also just will start jamming on an idea. Um, actually like unconditional off the new album that song was essentially entirely jammed and then we just kind of uh like pieced it together into a real song like the following jam that is my, uh, my favorite song on y'all's album by the way unconditional oh, i thank you. dude it's just oh, so bad. fucking good y'all are so good at building tension and then releasing it at just the perfect moment it's so good oh, uh, another one of my favorites thank is you. the shakes like, where do you just say, I got the shakes again? I was like, oh, my God, it's so fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, fun fact, Fast Eddie came up with. Oh, wait, no, he just likes to say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a Fast Eddie signature line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are the shakes? Uh, open to interpretation. Could be anything. <laughs> Could be, like, uh, being nervous about something. Could be, like, drink too much coffee. Um, I did about something. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think 
The brain yeah. almost works for the yard. Yeah, I think it's um, – it literally wasn't written with any sort of premeditated idea or anything like that. I think Dylan actually came up with the hook, and then I kind of just built lyrics around that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how that song went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think especially the lyrics for that song, um, they're just meant to be open to interpretation. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your uh, lyrical approach seems to be like um, very personal. You do speak about a little bit about like social issues and stuff, but it's very, uh, very confrontational. Like, like uh, looking at yourself through into like, sorry, looking at yourself from like a mirror or whatever, uh, a mirror image of yourself, and uh, like criticizing yeah. it and stuff. And uh, I actually really liked how you, uh, you just like get at the issue. You're not using all these like flowery words and stuff. It's like things that. I mean, I, I got a high, high school reading level, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, it's something that I can understand and be like, oh, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about rather than like breaking out a dictionary and, you know, checking yeah. out with all uh, it means. Um, with all that said, uh, who's Brian Wells? Because that seems to be oh. especially a personal uh, personal one. No, it's just this um, this poor guy. Like there's this documentary on Netflix. Um, if you just Google his name, uh, it'll come up. I don't know, like about copyrights or whatever, but uh, he just kind of like his. He met like an untimely demise. Um, that's just the way I kind of like romanticized it in my head was that he, um, I don't know, kind of got led astray by someone that he like cared for, and ultimately ended in his death. And just like watching that documentary, I thought it was kind of an interesting concept to uh, to write about. Um, and I, I sincerely hope it doesn't come across that I'm trying to like exploit this, you know, poor guy's death through a song. If anything, it's meant as like pure respect. Oh, I don't think that you're like exploiting or whatever. It's it's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it was a good documentary, anyhow. If you like um, crime docs, yeah, it's good. Yeah, just Google his name. You'll get more info about him. I didn't think to Google it. I should have done that. I thought it was like maybe a personal oh, no. friend or something. Oh, I didn't mean that. I guess that at you. I think if anyone's interested, I, uh, yeah. I suggest Googling his name. Uh, so what was the recording process like? Uh, it seems like y'all used the same person that y'all did uh, last time around, at least for the recording portion. Yeah. 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 It was a little different this time, like uh, just because we started, finished the drums, and then COVID hit right after, so... Everything after that, we had to go in one at a time, and it was pretty slow, strange. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, why do y'all use this guy? Is he he's just, like, the best around, or? Oh, he's, like, great, great producer. Um, he's, like, a good friend of ours. He, like, plays in bands in Thunder Bay as well. Um, What's his name, yeah, by when, the way? Uh, Sean Skillen, and he operates Exit, Mu- Exit Music Studios. Um, yeah, and we like he's really fun to work with, really easygoing, and puts out good product. So it's like the stars align. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah we stuck to our guns there, and uh, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, uh, I would say production-wise, this newest one sounds a lot better than the last one. I guess it's because y'all changed the mastering guy that y'all that y'all been using. But my God, <laughs> it's so freaking good, dude. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> So, uh, you guys have played a ton of shows and have done at least one tour. Give me your worst show experience. 
<laughs> you I think you guys know. <laughs> um, we've got this friend who was hosting like basement shows for a while, and uh, they're just kind of like parties with our other like friend bands. And um, <laughs> we brought, we I don't know, we like had some mushrooms, or our friend <laughs> gave us the mushrooms before we played, and we just like it did not sync with us at all. Like, I don't think we completed more than one song um, in the set. And like, I remember having my back kind of turned to everyone the whole time. And uh, I like turned around like near the end of it. And there's just like two people left in the, in the basement. And it was just <laughs> awful. Like, <laughs> you know, a good place. Yeah. Thankfully it wasn't like, you know, a show at a venue or something like that. Cause it just, I don't know would have been devastating. <laughs> well, yeah, you could, like, keep it together? Or I, I guess it was just, like, falling apart up on stage? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah, trying all the songs and then just giving up halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty, like, low-stress situation, too, so it wasn't, like, the stakes were high or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What was true. your uh, best experience? Ooh, man. We played a show at um, Def's Up Art Gallery. It's a art gallery in uh, where we live, Thunder Bay, and uh, we can all agree that was one of our our favorite shows. It was kind of a different setting for us. A mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, I think we were playing some new cuts at the time from you know this most recent album. So I don't know. Personally, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I agree for sure. Mm-hmm. It's good energy. Yeah. It's just I, like a classic like uh art gallery, like white walls, concrete floor. Um it was like we played on the floor. Uh like and it was surrounded just, by art and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think there's there's definitely like a big collage behind us as well, which was cool. And it was so sweaty, it was like in July or something, and it was yeah, it was packed and it was packed full of like for good friends of ours and everything. It was just a really good time. Yeah, yeah. The, the room was so hot, and the concrete <laughs> floors were like sweating. People were slipping on each other. Yeah, <laughs> people breaking their femurs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really hope that doesn't happen someday. <laughs> uh, I, I hope it doesn't either. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we had a broken wrist one time, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, I think I might have cut off uh, Dylan and. Um, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I totally forgot your name up in the top right. <laughs> but uh, oh. did, what were y'all? What was y'all's worst show experiences? Oh, just, for what? The worst show experience? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Hmm. oh, yeah. I have to agree with Jake on that one. Just the basement mushroom <laughs> one was pretty terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would agree too. And, <laughs> Um, I guess as far as like in the context of touring uh, we played in Oshawa and that wasn't ideal I mean it had its own like novelty it was really fun in like its own way but I remember uh, I was having like a ton of gear issues and I freaked out a little bit on stage and (laughs) Just kind of things like that, and it was like the perfect storm for a bad show, but nothing yeah. to the city, you know. But uh, yeah, that's what I would say for me. It was classic. Like it was a Tuesday night, 
Um, like there was nobody there. The sound guy wasn't very good. Um, we were like yeah, we were playing crazy. a couple a couple shows with um, our friends in this band called Kothra from Southern Ontario, and uh, they asked for like a lot of reverb in their vocals, and they got no reverb. And I specifically asked for no reverb in my vocals, and I got like slathered in reverb. Um, <laughs> and, my yeah, reverb. I don't know. It was and no one was there and stuff like that, but it was still a good time, I guess. We played all right. What was it like touring? Because that, that's the only tour y'all have done, right? Or have you all done multiples? We've done two. Okay. Same places, though, both times, really. Yeah. Some variants. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we really miss touring. And every now and then we'll just say tour vibes because they'll just be <laughs> references to kind of those that set of inside jokes we had and, like, yeah. certain songs. And, like, yeah, it's just... Probably the most fun I've had, like doing something in a band, and yeah, I don't know. I could just keep saying good things about it. Yeah. What was Actually, the worst part of touring? I don't know if there is one. What? Come on, you sleeping in a van? You you know, not eating good food? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you're we eating good. Like kings. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Indulgent. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we weren't financially smart and we ate well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like my, uh, my dad and my sister live in Toronto and, um, and like, um, Dylan's got family, I guess, down South and then in Montreal as well. So we've kind of got like, and we've got a bunch of friends in Montreal. So we've got places to kind of stay, um, most of where we're playing. So it's just a great time. Like, you know, get to hang out with our friends and family and then, you know, play shows in new cities. It's uh, it's definitely one of the funnest things ever on the planet. That's sick. Uh, what's the weirdest place y'all have played? I'd say Oshawa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just drive in and it's like, it's this actually pretty beautiful town. It looks really clean, but like every single person looks insane. And <laughs> they want you like, everything you have. Yeah. Are these like the hillbillies of Canada or? No, just like crazy drug addicts. Like, it's a hillbillies. Like everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I There's a town that had like a GM factory or something, and then that factory like got dissolved, and then that just had a huge effect on their um, community and everything. And I remember we were like pulling up to like around the corner from the venue that we played that. And across the street, um, I don't know, it was weird. It just felt like we were surrounded by really sketchy people. And then later in the night, as we were um, like going back to the van to start loading up and stuff like that, I noticed that someone was trying to like pry open the driver's side door. Like there's like dents and scuffs around the top corner of my door. I'm like, oh God, let's just get oh, out of here. Shit. So Jesus it was like Christ. a 40 minute drive back to Toronto and just like stayed at my dad's house that night. That was pretty sweet. Um, but it was sketchy everything before that (laughs) so uh what was the last album you guys listened to oh shit i should Um, know oh uh gord downey's new album i have no idea who that is uh, gord downey um, he's kind of like a canadian treasure i mean depends on who you talk to i'm i'm a big fan of his um he passed away three years ago now and he, um, it was like the last thing we recorded. 
before he died. Um, the album's called Away Is Mine. He actually has like a huge influence on me um, in terms of like lyric writing and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I highly recommend Away Is Mine by him or his album before that. Introduce yourself. Both like, yeah, really, what, really good. What was music. his name? Uh, Gord Downey. Gord Downey. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I need to check that out. What, what kind of music? Um, it's like kind of singer songwriter stuff. Uh, but he like usually writes with a a producer from Broken Social Scene, I think. Um, so there's lots of like kind of wacky instrumentation at times, but then there's also really um, like somber tunes. Um, it's and it's all really like a personal subject matter, especially like his last two albums. He was, I think, he died of like brain cancer or something like that. Um, so they're that pretty sucks. emotionally charged. Yeah, yeah, good stuff though. What about you, other guys? What was the last one y'all listened to? Uh, for me, I guess like in full, uh, probably like the new Chamber album or the, the new Seven Dust album. Yeah. Seven Dust has a new album? I didn't know they were even around. I think it came out this year. Their most recent album. <laughs> anyway. I'm a sucker for those, uh, for those guys. That's Love like new guys. metal, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. They're, they're unexpectedly <laughs> heavy, though. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't just knock them as new metal, but um, I guess yeah. I think the Chamber album, the it's called "Cost of Sacrifice" or something. I can't remember, but um, I listened to that in full and some good riffs there. Um, mm. nice. Yeah, that's all I've uh, listened to album-wise. But I've just been listening to kind of my. I'm the guy just listening to the same five songs and vibes to them. Dude, I'm the so. same way, man. Like, uh, I check out, <laughs> mainly I just check out the people that I ask to come up on the podcast. But other than that, it's just, uh, you know, like uh, freaking Sawtooth Grin or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, just go back to the old favorites. To, uh, the Finn album there, as I was telling you earlier. Oh, hell yeah, it's man. Yeah, recommend that for sure. What about you, Dylan? What was the last album you listened to? Um, I'm a huge nerd for like film scores. Um, okay. I've been listening to this this one composer. His name is Johan Johansson. Um, it's his, it's the last thing he did. It was for a movie called Mandy, and uh, yeah, it's really like sca- soundscapey and yeah. Dude, you're into some weird stuff for being in a metal band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's just, it's so different from what I would have thought your influences would be, man. Like what you would listen to. It's so interesting. Yeah, I listen to some heavy stuff. Like whatever these guys usually have, I usually get into it. But yeah, normally I just listen. Yeah, to we them. force them to listen to heavy stuff. <laughs> I can totally attest to the hostage thing. I can totally attest to Dylan's listening habits because he and I live together. And every once in a while, I'll just hear like this big, like, descending bass drop from his room because he's just listening to soundtracks and stuff it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah so what are y'all's albums of the year mm. uh, Away is Mine by Gord Downey uh, hmm. uh, for me probably the new uh, Loath album I let it in the new et cetera, what et cetera. Um, Loath okay yeah, 
just really heavy and yeah i'm kind of the meathead heavy guy the band so I just, just give me just give me those fucking janty riffs and <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. the 1970s i've cut out that new album of theirs no it's on a conditional form that's really good yeah that's a good one too what about you, Dylan? What's the best soundtrack of the of the year? <laughs> um, I don't know. There have been very many movies coming out this year, so I'm kind of at a loss here. How <laughs> about real albums? Yeah, what's your, what's your uh, album of the year, Dylan? Uh, I don't even know what came out this year. Can you guys help me? Like, <laughs> um, How about this? Hmm. What's your favorite heavy album? How about that? Just of all time my favorite heavy album um probably the self-titled daughters album okay that's fucking sick dude yeah i like that one better than like their newer direction i, I don't know man people love the new the new album of theirs so much like i don't know man i really it, like the new one too but the the self-titled is what got me into them so yeah it's gonna right right the- like it's it's cool right but like i don't know it's uh not like it's hard to get into you know what i mean like i don't want to just sit in a chair and be like terrified of noises for an hour you know what i mean (laughs) for sure (laughs) uh so you guys got any merch oh yes oh yeah Uh, we do we just made some new stuff like maybe a month and a half ago or something like that um it's kind of like designs reminiscent of the red marks album we kind of just put this stuff out like right before we dropped the new album. I don't know if you can really see that. I know my lighting's not the best, but um, uh, I, I mean, we can see it pretty well. I just uh, blew you up full screen, so uh, okay. There's an eyeball. There's some teeth, um, and it says femur twice on it. And then we've got this shirt. Um, yeah, very nice. nice. It's kind of like a zoom in on our teeth. Why are kinda you obsessed like with that. teeth? Uh, I don't know. I think we just like anatomy and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, our friend, uh, our friend Connor Mack came up with those designs. Um, and his, yeah, his handle is uh, Super Heavy Times, and he does work for Commission as well. Yeah, uh, I just yeah, he does great stuff. stuff. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we'll Actually, he uh, he plays in this band with another friend of ours, uh, Colin Scally, crowning the May Queen. Right. I've heard the name. Yeah. yeah, they were just on Mathcore Index. Um, they did an interview with them like within the past couple weeks or whatever. They're like putting out really cool stuff lately too. Okay, yeah, I saw that they uh, followed me a while back, and I've been meaning to check them out, but I totally, oh yeah, totally nice. forgot to. I need to, I need to check them out. I'm gonna write them down right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Crowning the May Queen, right? Yeah. Okay. Well. uh... I think that's about all I got. Do you guys got anything else you wanted to talk about? Fuck, I don't know. We're in really a time where there's nothing to uh, do, <laughs> nothing to talk about. We how's just uh, how's the pandemic been affecting you guys? Just really sad because we can't play shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are y'all like, doing yeah. video yeah. chats or y'all are practicing or are y'all able to get in a room and, and jam? I haven't been jamming a whole lot just because we we jammed three times. Damn. Jammed three times since March. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I imagine they'll all like work on a bunch of stuff then. So like, y'all have a new album coming out soon? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I we, imagine y'all are working on stuff though, right? Yeah, we've got some ideas incubating and stuff like that. Um, I we had one like pretty productive jam, like working out the kinks of like two brand new songs. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ideas floating around. So there's you know definitely plans for another full length someday, probably in like the next you know natural album cycle or whatever. And I know that obviously you can't do it now, but are y'all like having plans for shows like later in next year or something or? Are y'all not even thinking about Try that right to now? do something, actually. I guess this month, we were we were talking about doing some sort of modified event, of course, in accordance with all of the protocols of our province. Some sort of release event show, but uh, it's kind of up in the air now because now our city's starting to rise in cases and starting to actually become a problem. But uh, it was kind of like Wonderland this summer. We had zero active cases for a while so we were Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit more optimistic about the future but now i don't know if we have any special plans like that i don't know (laughs) up in the air like most things yeah i think we kind of just want to wait until you know we can have a release show like a a late release show for the album um without any sort of you know, like restrictions in place. Like if we want to do it, we want to do it right kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Speaking of the album, do you have like CDs and stuff? I didn't see anything uh, in your band came about CDs. No, we didn't, we didn't make anything physical right now, but we are planning on making some like, um, yeah. like a limited run of CDs for the time being. And then, you know, it'd be awesome to do um, final someday or something, but yeah. why not uh, do them now? Uh, so expensive to make CDs. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about. Oh, like, well, I mean, vinyls are another question, but uh, yeah, yeah, like CDs, like we're broke boys. <laughs> I'll be honest, we're not the most proactive band. Um, <laughs> we're, we're getting around to it. We'll put it that way. We're pretty reactive. We'll yeah, have, we'll have hard copies <laughs> next year. Yeah, once the hype's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, that's about all I had. Uh, I'll, if y'all guys have anything else, um, thank you so much for the interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna be plugging you guys like crazy in, in a second. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sure. if you're looking for the adrenaline you need to get through the day, check out for the love of it the sophomore album from Femur. Uh, you guys are on Spotify, all the streaming websites. I would assume. Uh, oh yeah. Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook. Y'all are on Twitter, right? I think I tagged y'all on Twitter. Are we? We have a Twitter. I just use it to check out uh, golf. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's, that's what bands tell me. Like Nobody uses Twitter, really. Some people yeah, can make it no, work really well really for them. It's really hard but... to even get buzz on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like, I have no idea how to yeah. even like grow on the platform. It's really annoying. But anyway, you guys are on Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook, the streaming websites. Uh, it's mostly at femur the band. So, uh, to help you guys with, uh, Google searches and such. Um, any other plugs I'm missing? Uh, I don't think that's it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to my parents. Jenware is asking where they, they can buy some merch. Uh, that would be femur the band dot bandcamp dot com. Correct. Yeah. 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 For the band camp, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So as for me, drop my channel a follow so you always know when I go live. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube, folks, if you like the video, please drop a like, tickle the notifi notification bell, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, my Christmas EP, Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal, is out now. Get a free download. Buy some merch on my Bandcamp, thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My guest uh, on this Sunday, or sorry, this Wednesday, today Sunday, is uh, Corey Swope of Zombie Shark. It's going to be a big one. Uh, join us this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central, right here at twitch.tv slash the cast that ends creation for the live cast. Thanks for being here, guys. Hope you all had a good time. Bye. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Definitely, y'all. Welcome back anytime. And uh, uh -oh. thank you for watching and listening.